suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother J.S. to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today we introduce Red Frankenstein Test Tube 3. We return to the weird world of Dr. Ivanov. Oh, those Russians. The, the idea of an ape-human hybrid captivated the public's imagination. Was it possible? Could humans mate with apes? In a test tube, of course. This was the era prior to King Kong, and I remain unconvinced there existed a woman, any woman on planet Earth, prepared to give it a go with that real beast. At least, I don't think so. What would the result look like? Yet, yet I then remember, I am forced to remember that in the 1960s, no less, researcher Margaret Howe Lovett, aged 20, when she started working in a pool research lab with the aim of understanding dolphins and teaching them to speak English. She began a sexual affair with a dolphin named Peter. This is real. You know, good man, Peter. Typical man, I might add. Knew what he wanted and found a woman who would provide him what he wanted. Consented. Yeah, he obtained consent. Reluctantly, perhaps, but he got that consent. And, you know, an example, I would agree, of toxic masculinity some might find our peter who it was suggested by love it was rather aggressive i am not kidding about this because as you will see peter had no hidden agendas our did our peter i've mentioned him and mrs or miss love it in previous podcasts anyway love it admitted that after bringing peter uh, the dolphin to orgasm he seemed more relaxed. And afterward, he appeared, according to Miss Lovett, far more willing to pay attention to her as she strove to provide Peter his English lessons. I'm not kidding about this. I mean, how she knows this is beyond me. But then I was never in a pool with an aroused male dolphin either. So what would I, so what would I know? What could I know? Margaret declared that she was extremely disappointed as Peter became more aggressive over time, more insistent, more sexually insistent. No nookie, no English lessons. Not today, anyway. So Margaret soon learned Peter's pool rules, home court rules, if you will. Whenever she appeared in Peter's pool to provide him English lessons, Peter wasn't having it. Uh uh. First, Margaret had to give it up to Peter first. No hand job, no study. Such a toxic male. Sex first, then English. 
If he only had to, well, anyway, so demanding, even for a dolphin. Who knew? Anyway, back to Dr. Ivanov. What were the Soviets up to? And this was long before Nastasha and Bullwinkle, so we truly did not know what was going on in Russia at that time. We really didn't. New York Times reporter Walter Durante, he was winning the Pulitzer Prize for writing 13 full-length feature articles proclaiming just how wonderful life was under Stalin and communism in the collectus, collectivist utopia that was Russia at that time. When word actually got out, you know, that this was all BS and that the Russians were killing millions and millions of people, the New York Times never did get around to apologizing for this reporting atrocity, nor did it ever admit its error or that it really had all been a bunch of BS. All the news that fits to print. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, 70 years later, after more than six months of study and deliberation, the Pulitzer Prize Board distinguished itself when it decided it would not revoke the foreign reported, reporting prize awarded in 1932 to Walter Durante of the New York Times, even though none of his reporting was accurate and far less of it was even true. So we now return to that era and Dr. Ivanov, when he had returned to Guinea in French West Africa for a second time, and he did capture those wild chimps that he needed, and despite the anticipated trials and tribulations associated with artificially inseminating the three no-doubt bewildered chimpanzees, he successfully completed the insemination of the three of them. Done. If nothing else, Ivanov has demonstrated possession of a fertile mind in that at that point he conceived, and why not? One should go all the way with an idea. He had a second experiment in mind, inseminating women, human females with chimp sperm. That was his second big idea. Knowing that no reputable, sensible French West African woman would ever agree to this obscenity Ivanov, being Russian, had few scruples about this and demonstrated his complete lack of scruples. You know, not unlike Dostoevsky's Rushkolnikov, who decides to murder a woman for no other reason than because he has decided to, because he can. So Dr. Ivanov, if you will, implanted in the minds of French authorities the idea that he would artificially inseminate unknowing women in French West Africa under the pretext that they would be undergoing routine medical examinations during which time he would inseminate them with chimpanzee sperm. I mean, the French, the French are indeed wacky, but this was a bridge too far for them. They were absolutely horrified at the thought that women would be so awfully duped. You know, two decades before that, British General Bernard Montgomery, he had found his bridge too far. And the French governor now had found his. And he forbade Ivanov's plan without the slightest equivocation. This was totally corrupt, totally insane. Alas... And fortuitously, I think, none of the three chimps that he had inseminated, inseminated were conceived. However, a disappointed but indefatigable Dr. Ivanov headed home with a troop of 20 chimpanzees to stock a newly constructed ape nursery. 
in the subtropical Soviet Republic of Askazia. The first in its neighborhood. You think? <laughs> and again, what was Joseph Stalin thinking? Come on. Ivanov, Ivanov recognized that his best chance of producing a humanzy was to find less inhibited and maybe hairier Soviet women. Less likely to be afraid of giving birth to what would definitely be an unusually hairy offspring and whom proved far more willing, for whatever reason, to go that extra mile for the motherland, way farther than French women had been willing to go for France. Willing, able, perhaps even thrilled, excited, goosebumps, you know, woo -hoo -hoo, to carry half man, half half, half ape babies in the interest of advancing Russian communist medical science. You know, talk about Stokhanovites, you know, you know, but and but talk about bad luck too. Only four of the chimps survived. Not the road to serfdom of which Friedrich Hayek would so famously and influentially write about the brilliant capitalist response to Marx's dust capital, but the road to Abkhazia. Not surprisingly, I doubt that I'd have survived that trip either. The four chimps never made it to Abkhazia. The ape nursery went into overdrive to track down the random chimp or two or three, hard as that might be. Well, Dr. Ivanov, he desperately searched for female volunteers. I'd have, I'd have thought that this task was impossible because, one, it should be difficult, I would think, to find women who would be willing to give birth to a half chimpanzee. Wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you think that, 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 and even at the best of times, understanding women can be difficult. H.L. Mencken um, famously wrote that love is the delusion that one woman actually differs from another. Yet Dr. Ivanov proved that H.L. Mencken didn't know what he was talking about because before you can say you want to give birth to a human Z, Ivanov had found five Russian women who said, sure, I'll do it. Five of them. Five volunteered to be inseminated with the sperm of an ape. God almighty, have mercy. Against all odds, the nursery somehow successfully managed to track down a troop of apes. They did. But sadly, they never flourished. And this is shocking. And they never flourished in a paradisial apathia. It just didn't happen. But by the time Ivanov was ready to do the deed between the only adult male left, of course, Tarzan, a 26-year-old orangutan, and the woman Russian, it was too late, baby, now. It's too late. Ivanov pressed on, but the gods were against him, and fate dealt his project a fatal blow. Oh, no. Tarzan. Tarzan died of a brain hemorrhage. Who could have seen this coming? A stunned, shell-shocked Dr. Ivanov was forced to contact the Russian woman lined up and prepped and excited to receive the orangutan sperm. Gives me the heebie-jeebies even to talk about it. Um, this most unnatural of sexual interactions. 
His, his cabled words to the woman were to the effect that the orangutan has died. We are seeking a re- replacement donor or words to that effect. These, these were amongst Dr. Ivanov's last recorded communications for reasons you will see. So with disappointment all about him and Soviet failure in the wind, No doubt the leader, Joseph Stalin, he of the malevolent wolves and the blue pencil stuff, he had to be watching all this. And all that could not mean good things to Dr. Ivanov. He, ironically, with so so many, you know, chromosomal similarities to that hard-ass, big, bald, but small-brained kangaroo, Bad stuff was on the way. I, and I don't think truly that I'm serving as a buzzkill when I say, I see dead people. So we're going to take up the story, the rest of the story, in our next episode of Red Frankenstein Test Tube 4, when Stalin's will comes into conflict with Ivanov's interests. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Interests and obsessions. I am in a far-off place Half of a world away And there's so much to do And there's so much to see Mother Nature's had her way There are mountains and valleys And beautiful hills Each vista something new And though my imagination's been captured my thoughts they return to you so can you help relieve me of this burden on my back there's something wrong deep inside of me or something I must lack for I've got this worry you'll be leaving me and I must admit it that I'm scared So can you try